Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you today with a guest podcast I did with Jenna Gribble and Lindsay Danielson, and their podcast is titled The Art of Getting Your Shit Together. I'll say that one more time. The podcast name is The Art of Getting Your Shit Together. I was lucky enough to be a guest on there. Talking a ton of stuff, you guys, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between. You guys know the drill, so hope you enjoy it. Give it a listen and stop. If you do not subscribe to their podcast already, go ahead on iTunes, type it in, or whatever podcast app you're using, and enjoy. All right, welcome back to The Art of Getting Your Shit Together. I am your host, Lindsay Danielson. And I'm Jenna. Today, we are interviewing the wonderful Jeremy Scott from Jeremy Scott Fitness. And before we dig in, I'm just going to read you a little bio so you can know a little more about him. So, writer, coach, athlete, and trainer Jeremy Scott owns and operates Jeremy Scott Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's worked with many brands you've most likely heard of, including Vitamin Shop, Livestrong.com, Muscle and Fitness, Bodybuilding.com, Men's Fitness, Muscle and Strength. And he's a regular contributor to Men's Health Magazine, as well as a sponsored athlete with Reebok. He created and runs the life-changing 47-day transformation program. He co-authored the Get Lean Gluten-Free Cookbook and wrote the best-selling book, Make Success Mandatory. He's a gluten-free fitness junkie whose passion for his client's success can only be outmatched by his work ethic for it. Jeremy prides himself on giving you the real unfiltered, no bullshit truth about health and nutrition, as well as real life advice to ensure you make success mandatory in your own life. Welcome, Jeremy, to The Art of Getting Your Shit Together. Thank you guys for having me. I feel like super important now. Uh, (laughs) So I appreciate it. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, so this month uh, we are doing a little bit of a health series because January health is at the top of everybody's mind. Everyone's new year, new me. We're setting goals and resolutions. And uh, we wanted to talk to the experts in health and then also other people who have had transformative health stories. And that's why we have you here because you are the man when it comes to mindset and fitness and health and wellness and all that badass stuff. Rock and roll. Appreciate it. Cool. So one of the things that we have is a VIP Facebook group for our listeners. And one of the things that we make them do in order to join our group is tell us one way that they want to get their shit together. And I think it's like 30% or so of people want to get their shit together when it comes to their health. They want the hacks, the tips, the tricks, the, the ways to make it a little easier. You are like the guy who is no bullshit when it comes to that. So... Before we jump into the rest of it and the mindset and all the tips and tricks that you're going to give us, we know you have a ton of them. What is Jeremy Scott's story? Where did you start out in all this? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a normal dude. I'm probably uh, more basic than uh, even a lot of you guys. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, I was an athlete my whole life. That part came pretty natural for the most part. I mean, I worked my face off to do it. Long story short, I uh, ended up uh, getting a scholarship to play basketball in college. But really, like the worst eating and drinking habits of any human uh, that you guys probably would ever meet. Um, the story I share all the time is like there was probably a span where I didn't take a vitamin, uh, literally, for probably three years. Or eat a vegetable, I would imagine. Like it may, maybe one random one could sneak in. But just like really stupid shit I would do. And uh, my, my diet, and I shared this the other day. We had an event here uh, a week ago, and I shared the same story, so I'll share with you guys. My normal daily diet in college, now I'm an athlete, mind you, so... We're maxing out, we're lifting, we're training, we're playing sport. Uh, I'd wake up uh, and I would chew. I had this horrible uh, habit of, of chewing tobacco, which is a disgusting, I know. But if I, if you guys know anything about me, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be like the fucking best at it. So if I'm going to chew, I'm going to be the, the greatest person who ever chewed ever. If I'm going to be an alcoholic, I'm going to be like the biggest fucking alcoholic. So my day would go like this. I'd wake up. 
And this is when it got really bad. I would wake up and I would put a chew in as I'm in the shower. So before I even eat anything, like that's the first thing I'm doing. I get up, I go to class, do my normal bullshit. I would stop at, if you guys are in the Midwest, like Hardee's, like that's what it was. Yeah. And I'm broke as shit too, so I have no money. So I go to Hardee's and get like a dollar, like sausage biscuit, and drink like a real Powerade, which is basically full of sugar. We're a Powerade school. Go through my whole day and basically just, you know, chew throughout the day, and then maybe eat like a Jack's pizza and drink Mountain Dews, and that would be it. And then when it come to like, you know, a Thursday or Saturday, whatever nights we'd go out, I would drink probably about 20 beers, like no shit. Um, and like diesel, so like Budweiser Heavy is what we had. And that was kind of my my daily diet all the way through school and it wasn't a problem until it was a problem and I got to the point of where I was probably like 21 22 and I started not to feel amazing now imagine like you have this you know this body this machine that's basically you know gotten you everything to the point of your life and you basically just abuse it and beat the shit out of it and get to the point of where I have like um intestinal ulcers like I'm having problems going to the bathroom like shitting blood if you want to you know get real direct with it and I remember and I'll share this too uh I got to the point of where I went to like 30 doctor's appointments in probably like a year span to figure like what the fuck is going wrong with me. And I remember like, this is more information you guys want to know. Like where the last real appointment where I get to like the definitive answer of like, you basically just fucked yourself up. We're at the Mayo Clinic for you guys in the Midwest. And I'm there and they're like doing liquid enemas in me because they want to see what's inside my body, right? So I've done like the colonoscopy, learnoscopy, all that shit. So they're doing these liquid enemas where basically it makes you shit out just liquid fluid all day. They do two of those. I go up. So I go up to this office they lay me on a table they shove this camera up my ass and i can and, but before that they blow your stomach up with air so imagine like you're like this big pregnant person with air in your stomach and they shove this camera up your butt and they show it like on this jumbo screen you can see like inside my body you saw up your own ass yeah it was amazing yeah, and there's two there's there's there's, there's awesome. yeah there's, there's there's two doctors there's two nurses there and they're looking at everything and whatever remember the funniest part was once you're done they pull this camera out of your butt whatever you put kind of put your clothes and they're like you can excuse yourself if you need to let the air out like like i'd be like i'd be <laughs> fucking embarrassed to like fart air in front of you now you just had a camera up my ass for the last 20 minutes and basically long story and short now i want to be modest yeah and uh long story short like from i think partially genetics and partially from abuse you know like my kidney function was shit among 15 other things that were wrong that would bore you guys but the point was the, the eating and the drinking and the abuse has is what did basically did it to me and they're like you need to of all these people, it, it took me going like to those lengths to understand like the food that you're eating and what you're doing is what's really causing it. And that's really the only thing that can heal it. So at that point, I have to strip my diet down to like nothing. Um, and literally like start with like four foods and just fucking reverse engineer everything from there. And, and, track. Mm -hmm. and this is before my fitness pal or anything else. So I'm like pen and paper this shit. And when you eat something, you're doing basically like an audit. How do you feel? Yeah. How are you going to the bathroom? Like normal shit that we're not taught like... When we eat food, like when you go to the like to a doctor and you take drugs, the drugs don't heal you. The drugs allow the body to heal itself. And if we're not feeding our body, you know, micronutrients and the things that matter, it can never heal. And so that's kind of where I was stuck at. And for me, that's like my was the origin into me getting into understanding, okay, if I eat a certain way, not only will my body, you know, heal itself and I'll feel better and move better, but if I train on top of it, I can look like a fucking rock star too. And so like for me, it was always the internal and that turned out to the external. And that was kind of how I got started into, I guess, fitness, if you will. So if you're focusing on all of that while you're trying to get better, you mentioned in some of your past podcast episodes that you weren't 100% on board with how you are now. Like you are really good about counting your mac. Maybe you don't need to count macros anymore because you've been doing it so long, but you're really good about what you put into your body, including all your greens and supplements and stuff like that. But you weren't like that getting into it, right? Like you said that you do like competitions and then you'd go slam a pizza. You you want to accept like that's the answer. Like, okay, what I eat matters. And we're all normal people though. Like so, and I, and I think like how you're raised and how you were as a kid, like 
the behaviors are always going to be there. And what I mean is like my parents, great people, they're not educated. They didn't have the fucking internet like we do. So I'm not, I can't blame them for it. Like as a kid, I'd eat pop tarts and mac and cheese and drink fucking Mountain Dews. And yeah, like, we all. Yeah, yeah. It's ingrained in you forever. I'll probably, I'll, even though I have money now and I can do, I'll always like fucking macaroni and cheese, like yeah. craft shit, right? <laughs> like it's fucking weird. So you like that. So my point is, is like I would get into it. Okay, I'm feeling better now. I want to get into. I'm looking like a rock star, and we all buy into this. Like you know, it's how we look, and I, and I get that. And I had the the habits right, but I would take like, you know, your cheat day, your normal day, and I would go back to my old habits and routines. It's almost like this vicious cycle. And I don't know what the brain connection is with it because almost like where you deprive yourself, you feel like you need to go super fucking hard. So what I would do is be perfect. Again, this is ridiculous. And this is when you know, like a lot of you guys, I think most people have an eating disorder. This is my two cents off, off topic because you take someone who competes or someone who wants to be healthy and we're eating perfect. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we don't do anything wrong. And then this magic fucking other day comes where we planned it and we eat two fucking pizzas and eat ice cream and have seven beers. That's an eating disorder. It just is. Like we're doing it as like a reward system to something else. Like we're, we're looking at it different and I would do that. And then I'd wake up the next day and immediately feel like shit. And not only like feel like when you're that, when you're really fit, what happens is when you do this shit, you can see it in your face, like how bloated and gross you are. And you just feel like I'm not a healthy person. And I did this vicious cycle for a handful of years. And then I would find myself not right back to where I was, but you really start to know, okay, when you have body awareness to a level that most people will never see, when you eat something that doesn't agree with you, you start to notice things. Like when you guys eat stuff and you, you can see like, okay, my nose is running. There's a a reaction there that's going on. You have to be mindful of that. And and I was in a a terrible pattern of that until probably the last, the last 10 years now I've been pretty good. But even when I was sick, to being, you know, quote unquote healthier, there was probably like a three or four year gap where it took me to change the habits and rituals and routines to be the healthy person I am now. So my point is it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And I agree with you when you say most people have an eating disorder, there's disordered ways of viewing food, even if it's restricted food, or you have these cheat days where you just have like this binge or even disordered ways of counting calories where it becomes obsessive, getting on the scale too much, things that I know I've struggled with personally in the past. I know a lot of people who I work with as a life coach, and a lot of it comes down to mindset because there's nothing like you can't tell me as a person who has struggled with their weight that I don't want to like, I do want to lose weight and it's just hard to kind of get out of your own way, but it is that mindset. It's, you got to shift that and embrace why are we making this change? How are we looking at it? Cause when it's restricted, it's like deprivation. It's then you have like that resistance. And I love what you say in your podcast with embracing the suck and mm-hmm. you know, you got to fucking do it anyways and what that looks like. So tell us about some of your experience and how you help coach some of your clients through that and tell us about embracing the suck because you say it a lot and it's one of my favorite things that you say because the shit's hard it's not easy and I think we all want it to be easy no and we I think we did like a like a video series on this or maybe it was the podcast it's like when you understand if it's fat loss or whatever you want to say it is like fat loss is easy once you guys realize how fucking hard it is you have to understand that and that's what eating right is because it's it's not something you can just do once. And I've said this before, like it's easier to become a millionaire than it is to be fit for 30 years in a row. It just is. I know far more people who come into here who are multimillionaires who make a fuck ton of money, they can't figure out the eating stuff. Because to make money, you can make it, you can invest it, compound interest can grow, you can have one good idea, you can get fucking lucky, you can inherit it, you can just work really hard over time. Eating is something you have to win every day. And if you eat two times a day, three times a day, four times a day, you have to master that two to four or five times a day, every fucking day for the rest of your life. That's it. You can't just get super fit and be like, oh, I'm just going to maintain and hold on to it. Whatever you did to get there, 
you're going to have to keep doing it. Odds mm-hmm. are you're going to have to even level it up because every single year, time is basically working against you. And so when people come in, I always ask them, you know, the two things we say is like, you know, if it's not sustainable, it isn't attainable. And so like, that's why we set, we do things in 47 day increments and 28 day increments because it's an external motivator to get people jacked. But the one thing, if anybody who buys any of our fucking shit knows is like, I'm like, what do you do on day 48? What do you do on day 49? There always has to be a segment plan. So we don't do things in short-term protocols. It's just lifestyle-based stuff. And when people come in and they ask a question, like, what do you want to get out of this? So like, if you want to have, you know, six-pack abs, you want to be in the cover of Shape Magazine, whatever it is, is the juice worth the squeeze to you? Because there's going to be days that are going to be rough and it's going to suck, dude. It's just going to be fucking hard. It is. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think I want to go today to fucking donut bar and eat oregano's and drink fucking 10 beers? Sure I do. I go, but I don't want to feel like shit. I don't want to look like shit. And so it's like, you have to almost like suffer in silence. Like, so if you, if you're a social person, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I never have to go out and drink beers with my friends. They know me at this point. I'm fucking weird and I'm okay with it. But if that's who you are, you know, you're going to go drink a rosé with your girlfriends, then please do it. But if you're doing that on Friday, but you want to be fit and look good and move good and feel good on Thursday, on Wednesday, on Tuesday, and Monday, you probably can't do it yourself. And you, ha- that's just something you're going to take on and know that like, if you want to get shit done, you're going to have to put in the work to do it. And to me, like, does that suck? For sure it does. It mm-hmm. sucks on a Tuesday night when you want to eat fucking sushi, but you know it doesn't fit into your macros or not as part of your bigger goals. You're going to have to delay the gratification. I think that's most things in life. It's like, mm-hmm. it's why people don't save for fucking retirement, for one. It's why people can't be fit because they can't delay the gratification today for something that's going to pay off fucking 90 days from now or 180 days from now. Mm-hmm. Which to me, it's like, that's what sports is. That's what bodybuilding is. That's what fitness is. That's why it's, I guess, easier for me. But even for me, it's, it's tough. It's, it's not fun. But I'm like, if you want to get shit, and once you can see a little momentum, it's like crack. It just... It fucking grows on itself. Mm-hmm. But it's you guys understanding the first seven days of it, 14 days of it, 21 days of it are the fucking worst. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're doing all this effort. You're changing every habit and pattern, but you look the fucking same. And yeah. that's what sucks. And I, I loved one of the things that you said in your book was you have to choose your hard. You have to choose. It's hard to be bigger and go shopping and try to find clothes that fit. It's hard to feel like shit when you're playing with your kids. It's hard to be out of shape and not sleep well and all the other shit that comes along with being unfit or being unhealthy or choosing a shitty lifestyle when it comes to what you're putting in your mouth it's also hard to fucking get into shape and you have to pick what path you want to go down you can't just expect that it's going to be hard one way and that sitting on the couch eating potato chips is going to be easy i look at like it's like it's like front loaded and and back loaded right and so I, i use finance a lot because they mirror each other it's like, do you want to be fancy as fuck, fly first class, you know, live in a house you really can't afford and drive a car that's way too fucking nice for you for your income level from ages 35 and, you know, down? Or from age 40 to 86, do you want to fucking really live it up and do it the right way where you can afford it? And really, the worst thing in the world can is, is if you guys have ever flown first class. And then you got to go back to fucking Southwest and the, the fucking C seat. It sucks shit. Dude. It does suck shit. If, if you ever, it's the worst. If you ever set, if you ever set in a Bentley here of our people, right? And then yeah. you get back into your fucking Prius. That sucks, dude. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm saying to you is think about that. Like, it's hard, dude. It's hard to be fit. It, it's hard to, to track your macros. It's hard to get up and work out at fucking five a.m. It's hard to go through mobility. It's hard to sweat and do burpees and push sleds and all the shit we ask you to do. It sucks, dude. Like a lot of the stuff we do here. Like, do you think I like fucking doing burpees? They're the worst. But there's a payoff for them. It's but it is also hard, like to be a hundred pounds overweight and feel like shit and not understanding what feeling good is. And so to me, I'd rather pay the hard up front of working out, training, and eating right, so I can live better later on. Yeah, it's way more, it's way easier to like sit and eat pizza and have cookies and do all the normal shit. But I think mean, you're paying the price for that on the back end. 
So mm-hmm. for me, I always look at them like, I'd rather pay for it up front, get punched in the face today, and then enjoy the rest of the ride. And that's what sometimes people don't understand. Like, it's tough either way, but mm-hmm. you have a choice. Yeah, I love that. One of the things that you talk a lot about, and I think it kind of ties into what you're what you're saying, is the consistency factor. Doing it every single day, no matter what. Can you share with us some ways that you're consistent in your life? I mean, I don't have a lot of talents. I really don't. I'm not that fucking smart. Uh, most of the people you meet are, are way more intelligent than me, but I will work um, at a pace that most people will think is ridiculous. My wife, if she was here, she would say it's almost probably sickening. Um, that's the one thing that my peers will say about me is that consistency is, is one thing I do. I don't really take days off. My, my days are almost always the same. I get up pretty much every day at 3.50 in the morning. It's just what I do. Um, it's who I am. And again, sometimes maybe even to my detriment, but this is kind of how I roll. Because there's a lot... I'm, I'm generally jacked to get up and, and do certain things, but... I don't skip mobility. Um, I haven't skipped a workout in, in 20 fucking years. Like, I just don't do it. And, I, and the way I look at it is for, for work or for... And again, work-life balance for you, whatever that is, is fine. If you make $22,000 a year, you're playing fucking eight softball teams and play video games and you're happy as shit, then do it. But if you're fat as fuck, your life sucks, and you hate your job, then maybe wake up and work for the shit you want. That's just my two cents. So for me, I understand I'm not as smart as the fucking geniuses. So if they get up at 9 and I get up at 4, I can make up a five-hour gap seven days a week and maybe catch up with them. And that's been the you know, kind of the mantra of my life. Like I can only control the effort that I put into it. And so like, you know, whether it be genetics or, you know, you grew up broke or whatever, like if I wake up early and just put in the work, so I eat right every single day, I do the same. I I literally don't miss anything. I send out three emails a week, every single week to our newsletter. And I've done that for 11 fucking years. I never don't do it. There's just certain things that are non-negotiable for me. Mm -hmm. That's like everything. It's like, you guys do this for your life and, and other, you've already mastered other things. You tie your shoes every day. You floss every day. You wipe your ass every day. Basic fucking human shit. You can take that same skill set and do it with fitness. You can do it with eating. You can do it with whatever you care about or want to be good at. So that's the one thing I don't do because to me, I look at it like this. Could I take, and people say, oh, you just need to relax and take a day off. And, And maybe they're right. That's fine. But I'm not complaining and I'm happy. So one, worry about your own fucking losses. I'll lose on my own. I go, but two, if I take a day off. Will it really affect me? Yes, no, maybe not. But sometimes I think is that maybe that was the time where I would have had the breakthrough, right? So if I take off Tuesday, maybe that Wednesday is when those three big biz- business deals would have happened for me. Or maybe that's the day I, my body actually started to feel better or respond better or I got stronger or I did a PR or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So that one day off could set me back six months, a year or two years. That might be a missed opportunity for something. So for me, always just having a process. Like So whether it's you before you go to sleep at night, you said, oh, hey, these are the five things that I'm going to do every single day. And if you look at anybody who's successful, whether it be in finance, the relationship with fitness, there are certain habits, rituals, and routines that they always follow that are not negotiable that has got them to this point. And that's just part of it. Like, you, you're not going to get fit in two fucking days. You don't mm-hmm. get fat as shit in two days. But what you consistently do over time, the little stuff, and that's what we think of as like the home run or the magic pill. It's the little things you're doing every single day that make you a good person, a bad person, an overweight person, or a fit person. It's really mm-hmm. that simple. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. How you show up for anything is really how you show up for everything. And I love that you, you brought it back to like the consistency and having the routine and something that Jen and I talk about on our podcast is really when you have routine and you make things non-negotiable in your life, then you start to show up for them differently. And do you find it true where the more structure you have in the day, the more opportunities you create for other things? I have to. I'm, I'm flexible enough inside the context of it, but I'm like, I'm married to this. Like Mm -hmm. I just am. Because if I don't, if I don't plan it, I don't schedule it, typically it won't happen. Mm-hmm. If you look at anything in your life that's important to you, you plan it. You schedule it. You just do. Like if you have a doctor's appointment, you don't just like 
randomly, oh, maybe yeah. this week I'll go to the doctor. No, it's written fucking down and you go. Mm-hmm. Like, we do everything. And it might be like, if I'm like, hey, we're going to have sex on Thursday. And if that's what we do at our house, then fuck it, that's what we do. So I can squeeze it in. Like, I'm that, I'm a different animal. I'm not saying you have to schedule sex with your husband or wife, but I'm like, <laughs> if you're not doing it enough and it's important to you, then fucking schedule it in. Like, every single thing that matters to you should be on a regimen. Mm-hmm. We track everything that matters, right? We track our bank account. We, we track macros. Like anything that's important, schedule it, track it, and do it consistently over time, and you guys will be good at it. Even if you suck – here's my thing. Like, even if you suck shit, like, practice doesn't make perfect, but even if you're terrible at golf, like, if you're fucking awful, but you play it every day, eventually over time, you just get a little bit better. That's all it is. Just mm-hmm. chipping away little by little. Yeah. You're, like you said, like, kind of an animal, and you're very regimented, but how do you help the people who come in your door fit some of this – some of the things that you've learned over time about – what's made you successful how do you influence the people not influence but how do you help them to see the benefits of being consistent and yeah embracing all of it it's just i mean most of the guys and again we were in scottsdale this is a little different um it's a different ecosystem here for sure um typically most of these people are generally successful uh, in their careers or something else so financially they're typically doing pretty well um so they they understand it already they know the basic concept of it they just haven't transferred it to this um, and sometimes it's it's letting them you know see the forest from the trees. I lead from the front. I don't teach theory here. It's all application. I'm not going to tell these guys to do workouts and eat a certain way and do shit that I'm not going to do. Um, but the biggest thing for most, and I say this all the time, you know, in fitness, I don't know what it is. There's no other arena. There's nothing else in life you can do in such a short term to see such huge results. But yet people always think it's so slow or it should happen faster for them. And maybe that's because of infomercials. Or the fucking internet or Instagram or whatever where they see all this shit that's you know, sped up and everybody's making these huge jumps and they're not. And it's the comparison stuff. I don't know. But we drastically underestimate what we can do in a year. And we overestimate what we can do in fucking two months or three months. We really do. A year of your life is not that long. Mm-mm. And if you lost 50 pounds in a year, that's fucking insane. It's crazy to do. But yet people come in. They'll work out here. They'll be here for three weeks. They'll have done fucking nine workouts and they wonder why they don't look like Rambo. Or why they're not like Beyonce. I'm like, well, you worked out nine fucking times, dude. You ate like shit for 19 years. It's just part of it. I mean, and it's not going to take you 19 years to get fit. In in comparison, it's such a small chunk of your time. And again, to be awesome at your job, whatever you do, if you're an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, um, if you're great at piano, if you're great at golf, whatever you're good at, you had to practice that more than 30 minutes, three to four times a week. And that's what the fuck we're asking the people for fitness. We're asking you to invest 90 minutes to two hours a week to like really push yourself and not eat like complete shit to live a healthy, happy life. It's the it's a minimal fucking investment for the biggest payoff ever. Mm-hmm. If everything else in life I could do that, dude, oh my god, it'd be amazing. Yeah. But you can't. It's getting them to understand like, wow, I'm really not giving that much for what the payoff is. In my two cents, the way I preface it, I'm like, without being healthy, Rick or Susie or whoever the fuck it is, your life sucks. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care what kind of house you have or car you drive. If you're not healthy and confident, and again, it's not about how we look, but let's be honest, it kind of is. Your body's your business car. When you walk in a room, if you're 300 pounds overweight, people think something of you, they just do. And you're not happy with yourself either. You can't be. Your joints hurt. You're not functional. You can't go up and down stairs. Nothing is happening. So if you're suffering inside, you're not happy because you're overweight or you're unhealthy, the rest of your life struggles. You can lie to yourself all you want. Your kids won't get the best of you. Your employer won't get the best of you. You won't be the happiest you that you can be. And so for me, I'm like, without this, everything else goes to shit. So for me, there is anything else. I would, I would tell all of you guys, and this is, I could go on this for all fucking day. Live in a smaller house, drive a shittier car, wear worse fucking clothes, spend better money on the food you eat, and get into a program where people can help you be fit. Because it's, it's the most important thing you have. Because all the money in the world can't save you if you feel like shit. It's just the truth. 
Yep. And in your 20 or your 47 day uh, transformation program, a big part of it is mindset, right? It, like that's what makes your program different than other programs that I've seen at least. You help people set goals, get their mind right, and actually help people through, coach people through in like a private Facebook group and everything so that they have the support that they need, not just we're here to get shredded and we're here to help you lose weight and push you to obviously be fit, but it's mindset too. It's getting your brain in the right space. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in, in our profession, we do people a big disservice sometimes because and I don't mean me, I just mean as a whole. Well, one of the reasons we asked you to be on the podcast is because you are a lot different. I've worked with several personal trainers in the past and none of them are ever talking to me about how I'm thinking. It's all, what are you eating? What's, you know, are you writing down what you're eating? What are you, what are you doing when you're not with me as far as your fitness? I'll, sh- I'll share two things. One, like we have a cookbook that sells on Amazon and it still sells every single day. Um, made a lot of money on it. I don't know if it's ever fucking helped anybody. I really don't. I love Because it. there's no, there's no, you know, <laughs> it helped like, me. Awesome. So we have one. Uh, yeah. There's, I'm but a there's, big fan. there's no accountability behind it. There's no coach. There's no connection. And we had a program we used to sell as a standalone. And I don't know the numbers we made off it, thousands and thousands of dollars. And in something that if, if I'm from a business standpoint, I should probably keep doing it. But it was a standalone product. So we never coached. It's on an autoresponder email. So you go through the program for 10 weeks. The very last email you get says, congratulations, you made it through the program, blah, blah, blah. About 70% of the time, we'd get an email response back saying, hey, thanks so much. I haven't started the program yet, but I'm looking forward to. So meaning this person paid whatever we sold it for, 57 bucks, 67 bucks, but they never did anything with it for 10 fucking weeks. That's when I knew like we're failing people at a scale that's almost ridiculous. Now, from a business standpoint, I can make a bunch of money, but it doesn't help anyone. So I'm like, if it was just, you know, most people know what the fuck to do. It work out and eat right. If that was the, just the problem, we would have solved this shit 100 years ago. Exactly. But it's not. There's a reason why you're eating like shit. Whether, And I can go super deep on this, whether it's the emotional trigger from like you know how you grew up or you were abused and that's your release system or when you get mad about something like you drink alcohol as a way to relax or calm down and it's turned into this kind of vicious cycle or whatever the thing is, like we dig down on those and that's the biggest thing. Like understanding the, the root cause of why we're doing it because we know we shouldn't be doing this shit, but it's understanding when we fuck up why do we fuck up? And the next time, can we fuck up less? Not to be perfect, because that doesn't exist. But, you know, and I always ask our people, you know, they'll come in, they want to lose 50 pounds in 47 days, which is not realistic. And so we walk them through what's real. But I say, if you're doing stuff with us, even if nothing changed physically, which almost impossible not to happen, are you doing better now because you're in this than you would have been out? But the biggest point is, have you changed one habit, one ritual, one routine in these 47 days that you can take with you for the next 47 and the next 47? Because that's all it is, is getting them to drop one or two shitty things that they're doing. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. really it. And it starts with them thinking about it. Because if you can, again, and a lot of you guys, people don't believe it can happen or they're too impatient or whatever, but you have to believe it first. You really do. None of this shit that we're sitting in the building here that we own and all this cool shit. First of all, I never would have called it Jeremy Scott Fitness if I thought it'd ever fucking work out. You know, I just didn't want to hate my life. I go, but the point is, is that everything I've ever said and spoken to existence, it seemed fucking utterly ridiculous when I said it. Now it's like, if my life had only been the original goals we set, I'd be pretty fucking depressed now. So it's like, but you have to believe it first yeah. that mm-hmm. you can lose the weight, that you can change the habits, that you can put the work in, and then you can see yourself a year from now, two years from now, three years from now healthy. But if you don't believe it, it for surely will never happen. Yeah. So for the people who are looking for hacks and, and quick fixes, you ain't got anything for them there. You know, <laughs> quick. I mean, it, it, again, to me, it is. No, it, you don't have to. It, it's all fast. It really yeah. is. Like it, to me, like, okay, so you're going to work hard for a year and you think that's what, like super fucking long? Yeah. You're gonna try to. You're gonna go through college. You got a shitty ass bachelor's degree that's worthless, dude. It took you four years. 
You do this for four years, you look like a fucking rock star. Right. You know what you do? You eat, you eat right. If Again, for you guys, mm-hmm. real simple, you eat real food. 90% of the time. Do the other 10%, whatever the fuck you want. Again, you, you feel, if it's 80, 20, whatever balance you choose, that's fine. You're eating real food. You have to track your macros. If you don't know what that is, we have a podcast on it too. Use my fitness pal. It's fucking free. It's simple. Do it every day for a fucking year. That seems tedious. It seems annoying. It really is. It's a 10-minute investment every single day. You can't invest 10 minutes into doing that every single day, mm-hmm. then you don't give a shit about yourself. And get up and fucking move. If you can join a program with a with a coach and a community, I think it's even better. If nothing else, just do the shit you like. Play basketball, hike, yoga, bike, swim. Just move your fucking body. We're meant to move. We just are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get to sleep. And don't stress about stupid shit because 99% of the stuff in your life doesn't fucking matter. It's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do that every single day for the most part, your life would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And just get out of your own way. And, and, and no offense to your friends and family whenever, like, most of them suck. They just do. Like, they're going to drag you down. They're not going to do the workouts you're doing so you can't eat and train like them every single time. And if you guys looked at your calendar year of just all the birthdays, holidays, Super Bowl parties, all the events and shit you had to go to, all your cheat days and treat days are already fucking mapped out for you now. So that means on the other days, you just have to be awesome. So you have to embrace the suck of those days and suffer in silence if you want to really be social and do those things. Mm -hmm. Because if you looked at it, I think, and I've said this before, most grown adults drink more fucking booze per year than they do eat green vegetables. Straight up. Yeah. Look at your week. Like, oh, I had seven drinks last week. How many times did you eat vegetables? Three times. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some people, it's fucking zero. And then they're like, well, I'm not super fit. You're not feeding your body the right shit. And you stress too much and you do whatever. And so, like, it's really simple shit. It's just people want, like, some magic fucking answer when the magic answer is just get up and do the work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wish it, I wish it was sexier. And That's if it where was, I was hoping you yeah. would take us. I, I'd sell it to you guys if it, was, if it was sexier, but it's not. It sucks shit. How do you, how do you, mil- you know, build a million dollar business? You fucking work. And you get up every day and you work really hard. I mean, it's, how do you get out of debt? You just fucking spend less mm-hmm. money than you make. And you do it consistently over time. Like, all the answers are simple. It's, if you can do one thing in your life, great. You can do everything in your life, great. It's binary. It's just, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to be fit. And it's fun to have money. It's fun to do cool shit. But you have to, you have to eat shit for a little bit, mm-hmm. at least on the journey to get there. And that's okay. Yeah. You're going to eat shit either way. Yeah. You might as well choose the shit you want to eat. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a minute here. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you put it to scale as far as like the time and the actual investment it takes in a week. You have your job, you go to your mundane 40 hour work week, but coaches and personal trainers work out for this amount of time and track, you know, how long does it really take to track your food? And it's just minutes, right? But it's getting into that routine and then scaling that and realizing how could we show up for ourselves better and how could we start to trust ourselves by switching these little habits and then that's when the momentum it seems to build is when we start to trust ourselves and understand like wow this is really happening like I can do this and then building momentum from there because it's really insightful like you're saying things I'm like yeah that's true I mean well, it's, it's huge but I mean think about your job like you go to your job and you spend 40 hours a week there for whatever they pay you so if you make $55,000 a year you're trading your life for 55 mm-hmm. grand and to me that's it's not that much money mm-hmm. and yet you're you're delaying working out you're not eating right you're not taking care of your body for $55,000 a year mm-hmm. you're giving up everything that really matters for fucking money so you can buy a bunch of fucking mm-hmm. shit you really probably don't need and again I'm not telling you guys what to do with your money and stuff but really look at your life and saying I'm spending the most precious thing I have on earth my fucking time and I'm trading it for money to buy a bunch of shit that really didn't make my life any better when mm-hmm. I really could have maybe worked less or done something different and just actually worked out a handful of days, ate a little bit better. My life would have been 10,000 times better up front. Mm-hmm. And then you can have all the fancy yeah. shit later on in life if that's what you choose to do. Yeah. We see it every day here. It's- yeah. And yeah. then you're showing up in every, like you said before, you're showing up as a better wife, husband, parent, friend, employee, however you want to show up. Because when at the end of the day, when you strip all that shit away, 
all the things, all the things that you feel important, all the things that gave you that instant gratification, what do you have left? Yourself. That's it. That's all you got. And the one thing I'll say is, and again, don't, I'm not saying like, you know, if you guys know what I look like or see me, don't do what I do. Like it's extreme. It's, it's not much. I still take off my shirt for money and that's part of what we do. And it's just, he we, has his shirt on. He's right in now. rare form yeah. right now yeah, with his shirt on. We play the game. It's like, do, do I really want to be on, do I really want to be on Instagram with my fucking shirt off? No, I don't want to do that. I'm like, but that's what gets people in the queue. And once they're here, then we can talk to them about the shit that really matters. My point is you guys pick the level of fitness you want to be in, but I couldn't imagine living my life, not being comfortable in my own skin how miserable I'd have to be. And I probably would go out and buy stuff to try to mask that, whether it be clothes or cars or stuff. What I'm saying to you is when you're really happy and fulfilled with what you're doing and how you feel every single day, A, you're more inspired, you're more motivated, but you don't care about the other shit. And the crazy thing is the minute that you can let go of the other stuff, it just happens for you. Mm -hmm. It just says when you are your most happy, and that literally has to be when you're your healthiest, like your life will change instantly. Mm -hmm. One more thing I want to talk about before we get into our question series with you is as if we haven't been questioning you enough is there's two numbers you talk about frequently 86,400 and 30,000 can you take us through that what the significance of it is yeah I mean uh if you guys don't know 86,000 is just uh 4,000 is seconds in the day um that's all it is and we we preface it here by people by understanding that it's the most precious commodity that you have it's the only you know source that's not renewable you can get basically almost everything back and the crazy thing is you can abuse your body you can do drugs you can drink you can beat it to shit and for most of us it's pretty fucking resilient and it will come all the way back but you can't make up your time no matter what you're doing and just to touch on it really fast 30,000 days is the average lifespan for humans that's it so for you guys if you're uh, 54 years old you or if you're 20 what, if you're 26 years old you have about what 20,000 days left, give or take. If you're 54 years old, you have about 10,000 days left. Not to get depressing. Usually we do these talks with these scientists and doctors and it freaks them the fuck out. Um, but just know it, it's, it's, it's not... It's perspective. Yeah, it's not finite. Like, it's going away. Like, and, and I say all the time, you'll never have more time in your life than you do right now because 10 seconds from now, you'll have less and less and less. And whether that's, you know, two days or 45 years, it's what it is. And we think... We, we compartmentalize time. And I used to do this too, and that's the world we grew up in. Um, now that I live my own life and I answer to nobody, I think of it all as lifetime. So meaning, and my wife too, still at this point, it's like, these are her work days. These are her vacation days. This is my free time. This is my work time. It's all your fucking lifetime. And I understand we live in a financial world where you have to make money and stuff. I get that. But let that go for a second. You literally are living your life in these boxes that don't have to exist. It's all lifetime. You're consciously choosing every single day to where to wake up, where to work, what to do, when to sleep, who to hang out with, and how you're spending your time. And if your life sucks in any arena, it's because you're spending your time doing the wrong shit. It just does. Now, shitty stuff's going to happen to all of us. It happens to me still, and it has in my life. But how we react to it matters. But if I'm going to sit and waste my time doing a bunch of low-return activities, obviously my life is going to suck shit. So if you start investing it in the things that are important, your life will change drastically, and it's, it is valuable. So it's like, I do not waste time doing fucking anything. And there's a million hacks we can give you to make it level up. But I'm like, you have to really appreciate it what it is. Like truly. Like how many hours do I watch TV? How many hours do I sit in traffic? How many hours do I sit on Instagram comparing myself to other people or just scrolling through mindlessly? But yet I want to make more money. I want to be healthier. I want to be fit. But I'm wasting all this time doing a bunch of shit that's bringing me no fucking ROI. Mm -hmm. Simple. I love it. I love it. I know it's intense, but I'm like, it's just, it's, it's, it, it matters. And I, I just don't know how else to it's, say it to you it's guys. It's reality. And it, and it, and it should be intense. It's, it's, it's your life. It's your livelihood. It's everything. So you should look at it with intensity. And when, when I say this, like, I would never say like, I'm bored. Like I never, that never comes out of my fucking mouth <laughs> because what, what you, you have an opportunity. And again, we are living in the greatest time ever. Like you have a fucking iPhone. Like yeah. literally if your mom and dad's life sucks shit, 
you know, 50 years ago, they couldn't do anything about it. It was just is what it is. You literally can, you can make money doing anything nowadays. You literally have access to more information and technology than anybody's ever had in the history of time. You literally can learn new shit, connect with people and do anything by mm -hmm. simply just spending your time doing the things that will bring you a return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think too, one of the things you touched on just a second ago that I just want to drive home is we can decide to be healthy now. We can use our 86,400 seconds to be productive and and actually make the most of our day and, and make health a conscious choice. Or we can age shitty and we can, you know, wake up five years from now or 10 years from now or whenever, whenever you reach your breaking point and feel like shit and then do something about it. And then that's even harder to get yourself out of at that point. It's like... And I'll say this to you guys, like, again, it, whether all this stuff, whether I drop dead fucking tomorrow or whatever it may be, if this doesn't prolong my life, like eating this way, training this way and giving up. And again, I don't look at it as giving up stuff anymore. I don't really give a shit. I understand, you know, what the return on my investment for eating and training this way is. Even if it didn't prolong my life, even a day, which I, I, can, I think it will for multiple years, the quality of my life that I lived mm -hmm. is the mm -hmm. most important thing. And that's, and I'm, I don't want to sound like an asshole here and I will, but... When you're having a shitty day, and we all have them, it's much easier to be stuck in a body that is healthy and feels good and looks the way you want it to look than when you're 150 pounds overweight and you're depressed and you're sad about your appearance and how you feel and how you move. You're going to have the same problems either way in life no matter what. It's just way fucking easier to have them when you're healthy and you feel good about yourself. It's just mm -hmm. the truth, dude. My days, okay, I get out of the shower, I look, I'm stuck in this fucking machine. I'm like, eh, it's not really that bad, bro. Life's going to go on. Like, at least you've... You look good and you feel good. Fuck it, man. And for what it's worth, like we all want to do, like and we said, oh, it's not. We it's why we comb our hair. It's why we put makeup on. It's why we wear fucking clothes. We want to feel confident in our own skin the way you move. And again, your life is leveled up instantly by just doing that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. All right, so we have a little series of questions that are just for fun, and they can be about fitness or they can be whatever. But um, we want to know what your shit sandwich is. And our the second episode we ever did, we did our pilot episode on this podcast, and then we did a whole episode on the shit sandwich and. It's based off of Mark Manson's theory of the shit sandwich, and he's the author that wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and he says that everything that you do in life comes with a shit sandwich, and we know that, obviously, fitness, the, that whole thing, we just talked about the shit sandwich of that, but what is the thing that sucks for you sometimes that you choose to eat your shit sandwich every single day? Uh, you personally i mean if business stuff uh yeah i mean it, this is my two cents you know we run a couple entities now jeremy scott fitness is the hub business so we have little you know entities off that that we are responsible for some of them are just my own some are partnerships with other people um i wouldn't have it any other way and if you're an entrepreneur out there or you want to be one or something i don't know if i'm an entrepreneur i i do this life it, it, i'm a fitness entrepreneur i guess if you want to say anything um, and the reason I say it is because like I would rather work for myself and make $25,000 a year working 100 hours a week than make a million bucks working for LA Fitness down the street. No offense to them, but I don't give a fuck about what they're doing and I'm not going to do anything. Somebody's going to tell me if I don't really believe in it. And so that's my take on it. Now, with that, because my name is in the building and all this shit and I get like this fake famous bullshit from the internet and whatever... I get a lot of praise for that. I get all the good stuff, probably sometimes more than I deserve. And there, we have a team here of people, Monica, Jacob, Wags, Matt, like these guys are great. They're never going to get as much shine as I'm going to get, which is just whether it's right or wrong, it just is what it is. Because on the same note, I'm going to get way more praise. I got to eat all the shit though. Mm -hmm. Every time something goes wrong here, it's on me. If someone cares and complains and says Jacob sucks 
It's my fault. I fucking hired him. Like, I'm the one who took him through the stuff. When shit breaks here, when things go wrong, when people complain and they don't like it or fucking hate the stuff going, it's on me. So in a macro, like, I love it and I think it's great and it's cool and you can make money and like, you get all this, you know, the praise from it. But on the micro level, you're basically just dealing with bullshit all fucking day every day. Like, the amount of nonsense that I, I, I could, I mean, the DMs alone have been getting really ridiculous. The amount of, <laughs> amount of dick pics and shit I've been getting is really good. <laughs> I don't know if people think like Instagram is like fucking Tinder now or something, but I'm like, oh I don't God. need like your dick pics, homie. Like, I don't really care. But <laughs> it's more. So like, there's that, but then there's people, there are people are going to complain. Like when you run a, we run a service business, right? So we have hundreds of people in person, online, whatever. That's hundreds of different personalities. That's hundred people with emotional problems, with eating problems with different things. And I'm like, that's what we signed up for. And that's what we did. And I got a buddy of mine and this is the way I look at it. Like to me, I'm always winning no matter what. Like I'm. It's not about the money for me. Um, I just don't want to hate every fucking day. That's my biggest thing. I just don't want to not hate my life on a normal Wednesday. That's really my only driving factor to do this every single day. And, and I have a legacy tied to it too. But a homie of mine runs a training business and he makes a fuck ton of money. And he was complaining to me the other day like he's so busy, he's so tired, he's so burnt. And I'm like, hey, Dick, this is everything you ever wished for. This is everything you ever wished for was to be busy, to make money, to do all these things. And it's like, that just comes with it. If you guys, again, and I think if you guys are out there and it's income level something, the amount of money you make in your life is directly tied to the amount of shit and stress you're willing to take on and eat and for how long you're willing to take it on. So next time you drive by a neighborhood and you're like, ah, how does someone so live there? They eat fucking shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And they probably do it every single day. Or they probably did it for 30, 40, 50 fucking years in a row. And it's just part of it. But again, like, no matter what you do, what job... Like, my wife's job, too. She works for Corporate America. She makes good money. It's cool. There's a lot of shit she's got to deal with. I would rather choose this shit than that shit. Because at least here in my world, I can control it for the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's not there's nothing in life you'll do that's just seamlessly easy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just part of the game. Yeah. So another thing that we talk about a lot on our podcast is values because Lindsay and I feel like unless you really know what you value in life, you're not going to make a, a lasting change. What are your top three values? Three is a pretty big list here for my three. Um, me, uh, honesty. Uh, I'm a pretty honest dude for the most part across the board with everybody, um, probably to a fault. I mean, I'm not like a dick to people who are here. I, I do things with padded gloves on for sure. That's cool that you're yeah. you can, probably good for business that you're not a dick to people. Well, it's weird. So you say, <laughs> So you say that, so I had to show her story. So I have a lady here. We did this fitness event last weekend, um, She and she came to it. She's a client of ours. She's been with us for like eight years. And when she came in, she didn't know anything about fitness. I'm assuming like she walked in off like a Groupon eight years ago wearing like fucking jean shorts, like really no clue how to work out. And I remember she, she told the story to the people here at this conference, and she's like, yeah, I remember when I came in to Jeremy, and he's asked me how I ate, and she's like, oh, I, I eat pretty good. And she said my response was, you eat like shit. That's why you look the way you do. And I didn't realize I said that eight years ago, um, which seems like a really asshole thing to say. I think I'm nicer now as I'm getting older. But I, I, I remember like saying like phrases like that. So my point is like, I wasn't doing it to be to be mean to her. It was to help her because I think a lot of people think they're doing better than they're doing. If you come in here and you tell me you're eating perfect, but you're 70 pounds overweight, there's a disconnect there. And if I have to be the guy who's the asshole to you. So be it, you know, mm-hmm. and if, if that's not your flavor and I'm not for you, and again, I'm not for everybody. I, I know that if I didn't swear and I didn't talk this way, I'd make way more money. I'd have way more speaking engagements. I'd have way more people come in the door here, but I'd be miserable and dead inside. So I have to be honest with myself and, and know who I am and play to my strengths. And so I do that with my wife, with my friends, my family. I'm just straight up and I'll, I don't, I'm not a conflict guy. So a lot of times I just won't say anything, which is, I mean, 
I'm not being dishonest by doing it. I'll just let it roll. But if someone, and again, I'm not, this is a tip for life. Don't give people criticism if they didn't fucking ask you for it because they don't fucking want it, dude. I can promise you that. But if they ask you, now they open the door for it. So that I'm the guy who'll be like, hey, man, you're fucking up and here's why you're doing it. And so to me, that's important. The second one, kindness. And on the same, I know this doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Whoa, I have whiplash. <laughs> yeah, but just, and, and when I say that kindness, I mean like in general, just be a nice person. Like you can be honest and you can do it with padded gloves and you have to know your audience and who you're speaking with. Like I can talk to my wife differently than I can talk to a lady who comes here for the first time. It's the same, but the language will change. Mm-hmm. But you have to be a nice person. You just do overall. And I think you guys in business and life in general, if you're, just, if you're willing to... If you take the 51-49 model, you give 51%, you take 49 out of every relationship, that's you giving more than you're taking with everybody. That's what I try to do with clients, with their business, with people in general. When you guys come to the podcast, hopefully you get you know way more 51 than the 49 that I'm going to take from it. That's my goal with everything. And that's just you being a good human, doing the little shit. doesn't got to mean just random acts of kindness and whatever it is, but it's just you actually not being a dick every single day. And I think in general, you know, if, if karma is a real thing, like if you put out good shit in the world, I do think it comes back to you. I believe mm-hmm. that. Uh, and the last one, just, I don't know if, if like, if effort is a value, um, or just consistent effort every single day. And I, I don't mean for my employees, for me, for our clients, for everybody, you can't control a lot of shit. Talent's a real thing. Genetics are a real thing. You know, where you started off in life, your story, the shitty stuff that happened to you, you can't control that, but you can control effort. And there's a lot of fucking, and again, to me, the way I grew up not having money, you know, Family dynamic is different. You know, getting sick is my greatest fucking gift because I feel like I'm winning every single day. And I give an effort every single day to be better. And I almost feel guilty now how awesome my fucking life is. That's why I put out all the free shit that we do because I'm like, I know I have a gift. Uh, I, I am. I'm stuck in this body with this fucking brain as messed up as it is. It resonates with people and I can see things and say things different. So I try to put it out there. But if I don't do it every single day, it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how I believe in it. So I'm like, I have to stay on. This podcast would suck if you did it once every three months. Mm-hmm. No one's going to give a shit. But if you consistently do it, and that's you guys putting in effort, coming in, setting up the mics, getting quality guests, editing it, putting it together. That's all it is. And again, for most of you guys, if you just give effort, as dumb as I fucking am, I've created this amazing fucking life for myself where I can make money and travel the world and then like people think I'm super fucking smart and I get to do all these commercials and platforms and I'm on billboards and shit. It's great. And all that came from is just effort mm-hmm. every single day. And I'm the only one who controls that. And when you look in the mirror, you can ask yourself, hey, did I give everything I could today? And only you guys can answer that. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. What is your favorite failure? Oh, man, I fuck up a lot. Um, <laughs> like business or life in general? I mean, I feel like everything. Whatever your favorite one is. I've like never done anything like really well the first time. I mean, the amount of money I've lost like doing stuff in business alone is like, it's gut-wrenching because I never had any money. So like to lose it all on certain things was terrible. Um, you know, if I, if I'm be real, probably the two, the two biggest ones, or I'll do this one. I remember when I moved here. I packed up my car, moved across the country, had like 2400 bucks total, paid rent at like $1,900. I'd go to the grocery store with like uh, each week, like 20 bucks, and I'd buy basically oatmeal and tuna and water, and maybe if I had money, some eggs, and I would eat that shit every fucking day, and it was miserable. Um, and so I'd go to all, and this is like when the economy's melting, so like 2008-ish, give or take, 2009. Um, so nobody's hiring anybody, especially some dipshit kid who just graduated college. And I remember I went to like 50 job interviews, and of the 50, I think like 45 people of the 50 told me to fuck off and like they, they weren't interested and the five jobs I did get offered are like shitty jobs I want to say enterprise but I don't even think enterprise offered me a job so sorry if you're listening enterprise but you guys suck um, <laughs> but I remember I went to one interview specifically and it was like three women and I'm like a young dude I'm like huh, you know 
I look like a young Bruce Willis. They're going to love me. It'll be great. And so I did the interview, crushed it. I thought they'd hire me for sure. And it was for like this, I don't know if it was like an old folks community, but it was like a activities like uh, director. So like you, you plan all the sports and fitness. And I'm like, I'm, I, I played sports in college. I have a kind of a background. It's an easy fit. Fucking I got it. And I remember I get the letter like a week and a half later, like, sorry, dude, you suck. We don't want to hire you. And I was like crushed by that. And I think it was like probably for like $37,000, which I thought was like a million dollars back then. And uh, I didn't get that job. And I look at that as like all those failures and that one specifically, if I would have got that, I probably would have took the job and just done that. And that would be my story. That would have been my 40 years of whatever. Or and again, maybe I moved to a different career. But Jeremy Scott Fitness in this probably would never have happened as it is today. Yeah. And because certain doors close or certain things don't work out, I could go down the list of like, remember I was in college, took the Praxis test. And it failed like either one or two of the parts to like become a teacher. And I was like so crushed by that because I went to school for this for four years and I couldn't do it. And I'm fucking stupid. Like I graduated cum laude, right? So I'm like, I'm, I say that in, in joking. Like, I mean, I cheated a lot and I fucking worked really hard to get there. But I would fail these tests. And because of that, like it deterred me from going down different career paths. And at the time, I'm like, I didn't know if I'd ever could get a job to make $30,000 a year. Because I'm like, dude, you're fucking up. You're not smart. You don't understand. I was never great at school. But basically just meant me to drive me to this life and do this where I actually can excel at and be great at because there's no fucking rules here. And I just make it up as I go. So as I'm failing, they're the greatest gifts I ever could have got in all reality. Yeah. I think a lot of people get choked up when they fail. They just hit, you know, they hit the failure and they're like, all right, I'm going to quit. And they just or go back to what's easy. But what's on the other side of failure is really the gift. Mm-hmm. It's really. And I'd say like for you guys, in self-awareness is a thing. Like you have to know yourself. Like I'm pretty honest. Like I know what I'm good at. And I know how people perceive me and see me. And I know what I suck at. And so I don't dwell on the shit I'm bad at. I don't care. Like, I know I'm not. I know I'm socially awkward. I know there's stuff. I don't give a fuck. I punt that shit and I go 100% on things I'm great at. What I tell you is if you're failing, try it for a year. If in a year's time frame you made no progress, nothing at all, maybe it's time to change lanes and do something different. But if you're doing stuff and if failure to all of us is something different, I could look at this. Like I guess I'll put it this way. I could look at this as a failure. Like, well, this business hasn't made $50 million this year. Is that failing or not? To me, it's like, are you happy? Is the pursuit of it and the drive of it going to give you something that's bigger than the investment you put in? And to me, that's everything. Mm-hmm. It's just you guys doing the little stuff over time. And again, not just getting bogged down by like two or three roadblocks because it all happens. And in fitness, failure is the goal for most for most things we do. Um, but without it, nothing. I mean, I guess I'll put it this way. Nothing's fucking easy. Nothing ever should be. And if it, if it comes easy to you, it's not worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, it run its course too. Yeah. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. It's the truth. What is your favorite quote that you think of often or live your life by? Uh, I mean, I have a couple on my wall here. It just depends. Um, I'll share like this. Uh, I mean, I, I try to go the nicer route here. Uh, we like a <laughs> remix one. So I think the original is like a Jerry Rice quote, really. Or either, either Ramsey or Jerry Rice, and we remix them together, and there's a few other ones. I'm going to read it here real quick. If you'll live life like no one else, later you can live like no one else. If you'll make sacrifices now that most people aren't willing to make, later on you'll be able to live as those folks will never be able to live. And really it's the delayed gratification is all it comes down to. It's it's in fitness, you guys, if you're building a base of something, and that's like this area of your life. You're, you're doing a foundation of skills. You're actually not so worried about in 50 days am I going to be this dress size or this pant size. In the next 50 days, can I actually learn how to fucking eat? Can I actually educate myself on what food can do for me and how I feel about it? Can I actually learn proper exercise and do the things that matter not just crash diet or work out seven days a week when you know in 50 days it's not sustainable it's finding something that you can do now 
so you can live a life like most people never be able to. And I think for finances too, especially for you guys, and I could talk about it all day with the money, I, because I see people here do it, and it, it, it baffles me. If you're willing to just eat shit, and by eat shit, I mean like pay your fucking bills on time, like invest in your retirement, don't spend more than you make, and do it for a little gap. You can change your entire family financial tree. You can change your entire history of life. If you're willing to work right now at your normal job, this, this is how I started this business. I worked a normal job at the U as an academic advisor. I fucking hated it. I worked from fucking six to four. I'd go lift, and then from six o'clock till fucking midnight, I would build this site. I'd build this business. I would train clients at fucking four in the morning. I would do it at night, and I would do it every single day until I had enough money saved up where I could punt corporate America and fucking start this. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but the point is I had to eat shit for like a year and work like 90 to 100 hours a week. Now to work 90 to 100 hours a week doing this. I'm like, but... (laughs) There has to be those small gaps. And for you guys, if you can just put in the work in these little time frames, you can live a life that most people will look up to and think is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And it's just you actually willing to just put in a little bit of extra work. A lot of the stuff I'm doing now, you guys, is paying off from shit I did 10 years ago. That's the truth. Like none of this shit like, oh, you're on Instagram and you do this. And this. The only reason like I can be on a mental health is because of the 11 years of shit I did before that. That's why I showed up there. The only reason we can make money on the internet and I can sell shit now to people all over the fucking world is because I have 10 years of stuff we put into it to get to this point. And you guys are the same way with everything in life. Awesome. Well, I was going to ask you if you had any last takeaways for our listeners on how they can get their shit together when it comes to their health, but I think... The whole podcast has yeah, been a takeaway, but it's amazing. <laughs> thank you for sharing all your insights and thank you for having that no bullshit take because I know that resonates with me. I know it resonates with Jenna and sometimes we all just need a little bit of tough love and just to hear it straight and hearing your story and all your takeaways and the relation to the mindset with the health and just really having that endurance in your life to really make that change is really awesome. So thank you for sharing all this. We really appreciate your time, the time that is so valuable to all of us and you taking the time to Yeah, to we know this, you're busy so. as shit, so... <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm glad to do it. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. For you guys listening out there, you know, I'm all for positive affirmations and, and those things and, and having, a, you know, most people don't do it. They think of their life negatively down the road. If you can think of it positively, I think it's great. But you have to do, you do have to put in the work. You can't just walk in your backyard and be like, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. No, you got to pull the fucking weeds, dude. Mm-hmm. You have to actually put in the work. Think, think it before it happens, but willing to follow through every single day. And it's the little things that you guys think. You don't need three hours a day. Working out for 10 minutes a day is better than working out for no minutes a day. If you drink booze every single day, doing it six days a week is going to help you. If you eat fast food for every fucking meal, doing it for one meal a day, it's little hacks along the way. It's going to get you there. Don't try to hit the home runner out the gates. Don't go from doing something crazy to something drastic. Mm -hmm. Just literally reverse engineer your life, audit the small stuff, and you guys will be okay. Awesome. And where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Uh, it's really creative. Everything is Jeremy Scott Fitness across the board. So literally, you can go on Google Jeremy Scott Fitness. Our podcast is Jeremy Scott Fitness. Instagram is Jeremy Scott Fitness. Facebook is Jeremy Scott Fitness. Our website is Jeremy Scott Fitness. Literally, you can just go on there uh, and find anything. And again, if you guys do have questions, I do reply back to every single person. Um, it might take me a week or so to do it because now we're getting about probably 600 messages per day. Um, but we cohort them again. I do reply all of them myself. So if you have a question, reach out. Uh, and if I can help any way I can, I'm happy to do it. And we want you to sign us off because your sign off for your podcast is pretty badass. So, 100%. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.